Nathan Diamond is with us live via telephone. He's executive director of the OU Advocacy Center. Joins us for, uh, well, a look at uh, some of the stuff happening in Washington, especially during this transition time. Nathan Diamond, welcome back to JM in the AM. Hello, Nathan. Great to be with you. Appreciate that. Nice to speak with you. I, I assume you did not go to Harvard Law School with Donald Trump. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, 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 I didn't see him there, although there was a report yesterday that one of his daughters was up there touring the school to maybe enroll. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> and I'm referring, of course, to the fact that you were a colleague of, uh, of President Obama at Harvard Law. I, I, I mean, as you watch the transition, are you, uh, are, are you somewhat sad to see him go because you've had this... Uh, a personal contact with him over the years? Nah, no, um, I mean, I I actually anticipate we'll we'll stay in touch. He's Obama is going to be staying in Washington actually for the next couple of years while his younger daughter finishes school. Right. Um, but uh, you know, it's 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 good that we have a system in the United States where presidents are limited to two terms, and uh, there are going to be new opportunities to do things for the Jewish community with the new administration. No question about that. Well, we're we're all watching. I shouldn't say all, but certainly a lot of people are uh, watching carefully as this transition is taking place and appointments are being made and suggestions are being made that have to be approved eventually uh, by the Senate um, uh, in terms of uh, appointments, etc. So one of the greatest concerns, I would think, in our community, and, and you'll correct me if I'm wrong because... You, you might say to me, it, it's way too macro for us to be worried about it, that things like I'm going to bring up in a moment are really things that take place at a much more micro level. But we watch as the U.S. Secretary of Education spot has been given, or at least the nomination has been given to Betsy DeVos, um, and we wonder about what possible effect this could have on uh, on our school systems, uh, private education, school tuition, things that we've been fighting for in Washington and other state capitals. Uh, for years, what, what's your impression as you watch this nomination? Yeah, so I would say we are. Um, you, you never know till you get into it, but we're actually very optimistic about uh, Mr. Trump nominating uh, Mrs. DeVos. Um, she she's been a lifelong champion of what you would broadly call school choice programs. Um, she's been active on that front, both in terms of. Uh, creating and leading an organization called the American Federation for Children, which we worked with from time to time. Uh, and also she happens to come, she happens to become from a very wealthy, uh, family and she's put a lot of her money where her mouth is mm. on investing, um, in programs to increase opportunity with regard to charter schools and vouchers and tax credits and all kinds of things. Um, the, the, so, the, the, you know, Trump spoke, Trump spoke during the campaign about wanting to Support school choice and naming uh, Betsy DeVos to be his education secretary is a clear move to say yes. I'm going to try to make good on that uh, very broad promise. Does she have, or will she have, the the power, the influence, the you know what what's necessary to actually make great change like that, or needs she or she needs a tremendous amount of cooperation across the country to make it happen? Um, well, what's important to her to keep in mind at the outset is that most of, I mean, we we're focusing on K-12 through education. Mm-hmm. Most most of the money for K-12 through education in the United States, um, really most of it, like 90% of it, is state and local money. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, when you're talking about public school systems, etc. Um, but what the federal government has the ability and the power to do with its, with its 10% state 
um, you know, is really uh, leverage that 10% to uh, push states and localities to make changes and to open up more choice to more parents. Um, so, she, you know, what she can do in the first instance, obviously, is use the power of the bully pulpit, which she has, in the educa- which she will have if she's confirmed in the education world, to talk about empowering parents, to talk about giving parents more choice, etc. Um, there are some things that she'll be able to do just within the U.S. Department of Education um, in terms of directing some more federal funds in a way that will benefit non-public schools to some degree, but then to make the major changes, like Donald Trump talked about wanting to reallocate $20 billion of federal education spending towards school choice, um, that's going to need to be done by legislation going through Congress. Nathan Diamond with us. All right, uh, the listeners out there, the uh, you know the, the the people who really care about this and are affected most by tuition. Is there a role that they can play in all this? I'm sure you're strategizing, you and your staff, how to go forward. Sure. How to go forward on this issue? What about the average person? Yeah, uh, look. Once we once we get past January 20th, uh, and, and and Trump is inaugurated, and probably soon thereafter, uh, DeVos is confirmed. Um, like I said, there, there, there's going to be uh, there, there are going to be announcements uh, we expect uh, of what she can do on her own early on, but there's going to need to be some legislative action, and um, part of that, as you said, um, she's going to need a lot of support, um, and for people in the Jewish community to care about this issue, um, if, they, if they're not already signed up for receiving uh, information and action alerts from OU Advocacy, they should, because uh, we're going to want to activate them or probably early in the year in support of um, these school choice initiatives. So they should go to OU.org and click on Advocacy and sign up for our action alerts, and they'll, they'll, they'll be able to join the effort. Nathan Diamond with us, Executive Director, OU Advocacy. I know you only have a couple of minutes, so let's jump to Israel. I mean, so much speculation. Everybody everybody in shul seems to be an expert on how Trump is going to view Israel and what his relationship will be with the Israeli administration. What are your thoughts during this transition time about his foreign policy vis-a-vis Israel? Well, look, it's actually one of the big open question marks still is who's going to be his Secretary of State. Right. Um and, and, and that's going to obviously be a critical appointment. Um, and, and also, particularly, if you look at the kinds of people that he's putting in place, whether it's Desi DeVos at Education or General Mattis at the Pentagon um, or yesterday they named General Kelly um, for Homeland Security, you start to get the impression that unlike the Obama administration and unlike, um, actually, the George W. Bush administration, um, that the cabinet secretaries and the cabinet agencies are going to have a lot more power. Um, not everything is going to be run out of the White House. I mean, ultimately, obviously, the policy direction is going to be decided by the White House, but it looks like Trump is setting up a team of really strong cabinet secretaries and is going to basically give them very broad marching orders and goals and mm-hmm. they go, you know, go do it. Right. Um, and if that's the case with the State Department as well, um, you know, the, who's going to be the Secretary of State is going to be absolutely critical, and we're just going to, we don't know yet who that's going to be. Yeah, everyone's watching with bated breath. Uh, listeners, all of us who want to be engaged with OU Advocacy, you mentioned a moment ago, in terms of alerts, etc., what's the most practical way for people to be in touch 
with you and your staff and be alert as to what uh, you're working on and how they could be of assistance. Yeah, again, come come to our uh, our website, uh, which is uh, you can go to ou.org and click on advocacy at the top, or you go to advocacy.ou.org. Uh, we're actually about to, you know, launch a revised version of our website um, and sign up for our newsletters, sign up for our action alerts, uh, because everybody, what you saw in this election yet again uh, in this past November is, you know, everybody everybody's vote counts, everybody's action engaging with elected officials counts. Um, People really make a difference in the political process. Uh, there's no question about that. And by the way, we should uh, a special message to principals and teachers and rabbis and community leaders. They have an opportunity to utilize uh, the information that you distribute from OU Advocacy to alert their flock uh, and their students, etc., of how they can get involved. And that's also very, very important. I hope they make sure to sign up and be part of that exchange. Uh, Nathan Diamond, he's executive director of OU Advocacy. Uh, once the uh, inauguration occurs, I think we'll have an opportunity maybe a couple of weeks after that to really start analyzing things, especially vis-a-vis Israel. I look forward to that. Yeah, that would be great. I always love talking to you. Nothing. Thanks so much. Nathan Diamond with us here on a JM in the AM Thursday morning.